At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for a limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And we've got a tremendous hour coming up for you as we're going to be leading off with a little bit of college basketball here. We're going to be talking to C.J. Sullivan as well. We're going to be talking some football with him as he does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. His conver- My conversation with him comes up in about 15 minutes. And to wrap up the show, we're going to be giving you guys what I like in Thursday Night Football, what I like in general in terms of the college basketball board as well. So lots of college basketball, lots of football in this hour, and we do have 80 games up on the college basketball betting board to be able to take a gander at for this Thursday. And I do think that we've got some very good games that are going to be going down, and I do think that a lot of them are going to be happening out here on the West Coast. As Let's take a look at a game that I think the wrong team is favored in. 777-778 on the board. It is San Francisco. They're on the road facing off against Santa Clara. Santa Clara is anywhere between a one and a half and a two-point favorite. Your total on this game is anywhere between 148 and a half and 150. And I like what I'm seeing on the San Francisco team. With Santa Clara, they're a mid-30 three-point shooting team, and they themselves have been able to ex- uh, ascend a little bit. You've got Braden Posmeski, who has been able to do a really good job. Comes in from Illinois, 18 and a half points, six plus boards per contest for a Santa Clara team that as a whole. They shoot about 35 and a half percent from three-point range and I think that things are starting to balance out on the flip side for San Francisco, a team that overall for the season, they've only been able to shoot about 34% from three, but right around this time, about two weeks ago, that was more around 31% from three, and you just sort of knew that the San Francisco team was a little bit of a better three-point shooting team. You've got a pair of guys in Khalil Shabazz along, Tyrell Ghost Roberts. They're both able to give you about 14.5 points per game. Shabazz is a little bit more of a well-rounded player in terms of giving you six boards, four assists, 2.2 seals per game. Meanwhile, Roberts, he's more of the pure shooter, shooting 39.5% from three-point range. Both of these guys huck up there right around six half threes per game. But Marcus Williams is really the backbone and the stabilizer for this backcourt. Something that comes in off the bench for about 23 minutes, gives you six points, three assists, does a nice job not turning it over, generates a seal per game, very good on-ball defender. I like his overall game, and Isaiah Hawthorne has really been able to make his mark on the team as well. He's only giving you about six and a half points per game, but he's really been able to do a better job recently for the team as he is coming off of a pair of performances where he had 19 and 20 points respectively, went five of seven from three-point range in that game against Arizona State. That was a big win for the Don's team, and I do think that they match up very well against a Santa Clara bunch of which you've got a lot of versatility 
with this Santa Clara team as you've got someone in Keyshawn Justice who it feels like has been on campus for forever. 12 and a half points, four boards, three assists, six foot eight, little bit of combo player that is able to let it fly from three, shoots about 34% from three, and then you've got Parker Braun, stands about six foot ten. He's able to shoot threes, doesn't necessarily shoot them very well, but he does give you eight points, two and a half assists, six rebounds per game. Jaden Bediaco has been able to give you about six rebounds per game as well. So you've got a Santa Clara team that they do a good job of being upon the glass and they do a good job of denying second chances. But also with the Santa Clara team, they're about 275th in the country in terms of opponents, three-point shooting percentage. That's a massive issue with them. They can be a little bit hit or miss in terms of their offense as well. As they rank 294th in the country in opponent two-point shooting percentage. And with Sasha, with Sasha Gilgabrea, along with Vladimir Murkowski down low for San Francisco. Both of these guys give you right around five and a half points per game. Both of these guys stand north of seven feet tall. I do think that it's going to cause Santa Clara to have some difficulties with this regard. So I did set San Francisco a team that has really been able to pick it up recently as a point and a half favorite. So I'm willing to take San Francisco on the money line. I do think that this is going to be a little bit more of an up-tempo game as well. Santa Clara not necessarily doing the world's greatest job with their defense, but in terms of their offensive efficiency, this has been one of the better teams that you're able to find out there on the West Coast. With Santa Clara, they're ranking right around 100th in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. I do think that San Francisco is going to be looking to kick up their tempo a little bit more as well. Both of these teams, they do rank in the top 125 in terms of possessions per game. So I do take a look at this spot, and with it being very close, I can see some late-game felling. So looking at the over and with the Dons, made them the very slight favorite. So going to be taking a look at San Francisco as a slight money line underdog slash as perhaps a pick if we see a little bit of line movement as right now you've got Santa Clara as a very slight favorite. Let's take a look at a big East slobber knocker that is going to be going down for Thursday as well. This is DePaul and Georgetown and with DePaul you're going to be finding them as a mid-tier favorite. They're anywhere between about a four to a five point favorite and with DePaul I am willing to lay up to four and a half with them. Been very intriguing to watch them throughout the season as they go up against a Georgetown bunch that been very rudderless and strange. This is 731, 732 on the board with a total of 153 and a half. And with Georgetown, just whatever you see in the first half from this team, bet the opposite in the second half. Because Georgetown has shown all year long that they're going to give you one really good half and they're going to give you one really bad half of basketball as well. It's been quite incredible to take a look at them as you got guys that are able to score and the first non-cover that UConn had all season long, that came against the Georgetown Hoyas. A Hoyas team that you've got Primo Spears shipping in their 17 and a half points per game. It's not necessarily shot it well from three, but Brandon Murray, he's a mid 30s three point shooter. He's able to give you about 15 or so points per contest. Kudus Wahab, a cook, a cook. These two guys, they combine to be able to give you about 14, 14 and a half rebounds per game. But for DePaul, Reinforcements are on the way, and DePaul has been, just from watching, one of the more unlucky teams in all of college basketball. We've got our man Justin Perry, who joins me from time to time over there at Shot Quality Pets. They actually thought that DePaul should have won that game against Creighton based on the quality of shots that they were getting because they completely controlled the game. 18-10, to 10, they won the turnover battle. They actually took north of 20 more field goals than Creighton, but Creighton just happened to shoot like 60% from three-point range in that game on Christmas. But now with this DePaul team, you do have guys that are returning for them. Jalen Terry was out the fold a little bit. He last season was able to give the team eight points per game. So only been limited to more like 6.3 boards per game, but now he's back to fold after being a top one recruit a few years ago. And you also get back your and I. He's a very good rim protector for the team. He's able to give you five and a half rebounds per game. Last two seasons, he's been averaging in the neighborhood about two blocks per contest. Errol Penn, as I tailed my DK Nation pick from a couple days ago on Christmas, he was a hero on that one, being able to get the steal and the layup that ensured the cover for DePaul. He's been able to do a solid job since coming in from Long Island, 11 points, 8 boards. Able to pop three, so doesn't necessarily do so very well. And DePaul as a whole, they've been shooting about 34.5% from three-point range. Not too shabby there with Javon Johnson being your main headliner here, shooting 30 or 45.5% from three-point range, 16.5 points, 5 boards per game. And then you've got Umaj Gibson. He gives you a little bit over five assists. He's done a good job pumping in their 15 points. He's in the high 30s from three-point range as well. Just take a look at this Georgetown team, and they have the talent to win this game outright, and Georgetown has the talent to honestly be a halfway decent team in the Big East, but for Georgetown, the last time they won a Big East Conference game, as a matter of fact, the last time they won any game in general in the Big East, that was a Big East tournament in 2020-21. 
that led them to the NCAA tournament. Since they won at Madison Square Garden, they have not mocked off a Big East team since. It's absolutely incredible what we've seen there. I don't have any faith that they're going to be able to turn around here. And as a matter of fact, they gave up a triple-double the last time they were in DePaul. That was to the gentleman that now plays over at St. John's. Very versatile player for them. So, yeah, that's not too terrific. I'm going to be willing to lay up to 4.5 with DePaul. I recognize that may leave a little bit of something to be desired, but I do think that you and I is going to be able to help out their defense in this circumstance. And got a pair of teams that they rank right around about 80th in terms of possessions per game. They play a little bit faster, but not necessarily at warp speed. So going to be willing to lay up to four and a half with the Paul. And I'm going to be taking a look at this total under as well. How about if we take a look at a game out there in the Americans? 733, 734 on the betting board. It is Memphis. They are going to be playing us to South Florida. And South Florida is a 15 and a half point underdog with a total on this game in between 141 and 142. And it's been so interesting to take a look at this South Florida team because with South Florida, they've always been a team under Brian Gregory, which they can't necessarily get a lot of flow on offense. They've now put up 70 plus points in four of their last five games. They've been able to really turn things around on that front end. They're now going up against a Memphis team that you got to figure that they're going to want to hunker down a little bit more on defense. It's a Memphis team that's given up north of 75 points in four out of their last five games. Been a little bit un-Memphis-like because the one thing that has been really a hallmark of Penny Hardaway at Memphis is that typically they play fast, but typically they play rock solid on defense. Memphis down to about 50th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. Meanwhile, you've got a South Florida bunch that they themselves, they typically hang their head on defense and they are just outside the top 100 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And I do think that both of these teams are going to look to get back to their roots a little bit more now. For Memphis, they're going to have the best player out there on the floor. That'd be Kendrick Davis. He's been able to chip in their 19 points. Really one of the best passers they're going to find in all of college basketball. He's been able to give you north of five assists per game. You've got a Memphis team, though, that they only shoot about 31.5% from three. DeAndre Williams gives you 15 points. Does a good job down low. But for South Florida, now they're getting back. Keyshawn, they've been able to get back a few other guys into the fold for this team. As Keyshawn Bryant, he's been able to give you about... 14 points per game a few seasons ago at South Carolina. Now he's been able to give you double figures in back-to-back games after he was all sorts of banged up. So that is very helpful for this team. On top of that, Sultan Miguel. He is someone that comes in from Kansas State. He's been able to do a good job shooting in the mid-30s from three-point range. And I know that shooting right in that neighborhood about 33% from three-point range, it doesn't sound like much. But South Florida, they were dead last in the country in terms of three-point shooting percentage. And this is a revenge game for their main offensive cog. That would be Tyler Harris. Harris last season was playing over at Memphis. He's been the top scorer for this South Florida bunch. 15 and a half points, three assists, about a steal per game, while shooting 37% from three-point range. Outside of Harris and Miguel, three-point shooting still leaving quite a bit of something to be desired for South Florida. And certainly the free throw shooting right around 61.5%. That's a bottom 10 mark in all of college basketball. But they have been able to do a much better job on that front. I think that seven-footer Russell Chewa is going to be able to hold his own down low. Ten and a half points, seven boards. Not necessarily much of a shot blocker, but someone that is able to rip down those boards. Keep South Florida at bay. I think both teams are going to get back to their defensive roots. That my total more around of 136. Diving under Memphis. Made them more of a 13-point favorite, so I'm going to be willing to take the points. Coming up next, we're going to be talking a little bit of football. As CJ Sullivan, he does great work at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He joins me on the flip side on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcast.
What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality? High quality and immersive sound? A sleek design? All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro series has all of those and the Roku streaming experience. An award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day. And regular, all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro series. A smart TV built by the streaming pros. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. VSN, the sports betting network. The countdown to 2023 has begun, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is here to start off the new year with Ben. Join Bet Rivers on both New Year's Eve and New Year's Day to bring in 2023 as. If you log into BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app on December 31st, you'll receive a 22% profit boost and then log in again January 1st, 2023 for a 23% profit boost on any qualifying wager. That is correct. Celebrate BetRivers and get not just one, but two profit boosts as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Being joined now by CJ Sullivan. He does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and CJ Glad to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Hey, Hoops. Thanks for having me in the experience. Great to be back. I love the glasses, by the way. The little bit uh, of the orange tint. I absolutely enjoy that. And yeah. I do enjoy football. I wish we could get a little bit of a different matchup. But you know what? It's sort of like pizza. Even bad pizza, it's still pizza. It's going to get the job done. We've got the Cowboys. We've got the Titans. And we've got a pretty hefty line move here. The look at line. Back before we knew that Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, right. and all those guys were were going to be out, it was the Cowboys laying three. Now we're up to between 12 and 13, depending upon where you shop. What's your overall approach on this game? Just because I take a look at the Tennessee Titans, and I recognize that this Dallas Cowboys defense has been putrid in recent weeks, but if you want an ultimate get-right spot, if you're the Dallas Cowboys defense, well, here you go. Yeah, absolutely, and... Uh... What I do like about it, because this game, of course, means nothing for Tennessee, and uh, and it being on Thursday, they're going to want to uh, not get any injuries, so they're going to not play any more important players. And, and I, I like how Rabel just came out and said it. Like, yeah, we are not going to try to do anything. We're benching Derrick Henry. We're benching. I mean, I can't even. They don't. They they barely let Malik Willis throw the football when he when he is when the game does matter. Like they might as well just tie his arm to his body. So. And the line is moving, and you know, rightfully so. Well, you can't possibly back Tennessee in this game. I would look to the under maybe a little bit just because I, I just don't see Tennessee scoring. But uh, Dallas is probably going to fold up. These Thursday, you know, Thursday games are just absolutely brutal. Um, so it's 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 Dallas or nothing, maybe possibly in the under. But I, I would I let's, let's just hope this this gets gets out of our memory as quick as possible, and we can move on to the weekend of some games that actually count. Well, this could provide for some good hate watching as well. I still remember that classic yeah. Colts versus Broncos game that will go down after you saw at the end of the year, neither of those two coaches be able to make it with their respective teams. And speaking of the Denver Broncos, currently they're in the same neighborhood of being an underdog as the Tennessee Titans. They're right around 12 and a half to 13 point underdogs against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think it's interesting to take a look at this Broncos team because typically with a coaching change, you get a little bit of a boost, but I think now is going to be very telling as to how much the players like, or in this case, really don't like Russell Wilson because right. I don't know what they were playing for before. Were they playing for Nathaniel Hackett? Were they playing for Russell Wilson? Or were they playing in spite of one of slash both of them? And I think that this is going to be very fascinating and one that I just personally have not bet just because I take a look at the spot and it's a very strange one. No, I know. I normally would like to back Denver there getting 13, but like you said, 
So now they're playing for Hackett. Now they're in this position where you can't fire Russell Wilson's contract. So that's a situation there. And so like they're, and it was finally boiled over because the defense is, the defense had enough, I guess, last week. And like they go into, I mean, Kansas City, it's always a rival. They usually play them tough, but like why play tough? Usually, they, like you said, you get a boost with a new coach coming in. You want to prove to them for next year, hey, keep me around. But with this team, they're kind of like, why would why why would you want to keep me around here? I'm gonna uh, maybe put a little worse of an effort, ship me out of here because I, I, I can't I, imagine the assistant coaches still have to hang around through February. What kind of everyone, it seems like everyone's just being punished in Denver. It doesn't even seem like it's it's kind of like a penance. So now they have to go to Kansas City and but. Kansas City likes to keep their foot off the gas as well. That's why I, I wouldn't I would not lay that number with them, especially in a uh, division game. Like, but they have that wrapped up. But um, again, what are you going to do? Back them? There's so many impossible teams to back in these in these situation games. Like, go ahead, have fun playing on twelve and a half. But um, I don't know. Can't get ripping. Can't get Russ. Russ is uh, they let Russ cook for a little too much, and now everyone's got food poisoning. Oh gosh, I am right there with you. And I mean, we're taking a look at the board and typically the question is, what team do you really want to back? What team do you feel best about? Mm -hmm. I know like Gil Alexander does this on his show a little bit. We might have already brought up the game or two that is the most unbackable, but what game do you want to bet the least? Because I take a look at this Arizona Cardinals and Atlanta Falcons game. And right now the Falcons are a three to a three and a half point favorite, mostly seeing three and a half. And I can tell you right now, I'm not laying three and a half points with Desmond Ritter, but you also have to back Trace McSorley if you want the other side. I guess you've got the J.J. Watt motivational factor, which I do think that the guys are going to fight hard for him. I think that this is a Cardinals team that hasn't completely thrown it into the tanker, unlike perhaps the Denver Broncos, but this is a game in which I want neither of these teams on my betting card. No, at the same time, right. And then Arizona just had their game at night versus Tampa Bay, I think, where they put their effort in. So I can't see them putting another effort in there for, for, for why, you know, especially at, but like you said, at three and a half, you see the same three there. Three and a half is the worst number to lay in uh, for the NFL, and I certainly don't want to do it with Ritter. But I can't see Arizona carrying one last song, song for J.J. Watt, maybe at the end, but. That was his home game. Now they're going down to Atlanta. It's cold down in Atlanta. They don't know what's going on down there. It's 15 degrees last week down in Atlanta, which they they like uh, <laughs> the whole city freaks out when that happens. I don't know, freak Nick. But um, if I was siding, uh, if it comes down to three, I wouldn't mind playing Atlanta. But like I like you're picking these games that are they're literally the worst attractive. It seems like this week is just a uh, celebration of terrible football teams playing each other. Kind of like it's their. Uh, answer to the bowl season the nfl like these are meaningless bowl games going on the jj watt atlanta bowl oh don't worry don't worry because we're going to hit some of those bowl games in the next segment with you and that is going to be a lot of fun get all gassed up for that but that said this is one that i'm gassed up for mostly because i am someone that grew up 45 minutes away from lambeau field and with the green bay packers they're between a three and three and a half point favorite against the minnesota vikings and If the Packers just continue to win, they're most likely going to be in the playoffs. They need a little bit of help, but things have started to break their way. And I think the question for you is, how do you gauge this Minnesota Vikings team? They're 11-0 in one-score games. Their only win by more than a score came against these very Green Bay Packers. Packers have been able to heat up, and for the Vikings, they're cutting it close. But I do think that there needs to be a little bit of credence, at the very least a sliver given to the fact that the Vikings, they're doing something that... A lot of these teams that we're talking about right now have not been able to do. They've been able to win games. They have been, and and they've been in the lead in most of these games. Like, yes, they are. Of course, they've gotten a lot, uh, very fortunate with all these close games, but like, they're up ahead, you know. And, and teams are coming back on them in, in these tight games, which they are winning. It's not like they're complete luck boxing like the Patriots last week, you know, with the hail marys and pick sixes and like that, week in, week out. I mean, these Vikings are, and you know, they they play well against. Uh, they play well against the zone, against zone defense, and that's what all the Packers run. And I'm not ready to buy quite yet that the, that the uh, Packers are back just because Aaron Rodgers had a vision on ayahuasca or whatever, saying that they're going <laughs> to make the playoffs um, just because they beat the Bears and you know and, and a concussed Tua last week. Um, so I'm not ready. I'm not ready to lay three and a half with Green Bay by any means. I see he's got three on that board. My whiteboard back here has been moving all day it's been had it with the hook but um i think the i mean 
Rodgers just is hilarious. Like he, he, you know, he he hates his receivers more than anything, and then now he likes them again. He's letting them back in. He'll invite them over for uh, holiday dinner. And he's going to kick them right out if they uh, lose this game. So I don't know. I I I think the, I think people are getting a little too carried away with this Packer. We just people just want Aaron Rodgers to come back and get in the playoffs just because everyone else is uh, so bad. Yeah, I'm right there with you, and especially if I'm able to get the hook on three, I think that yeah, would be very appealing as well because let's call it what sure. it is. Also with the Minnesota Vikings, when you're 11-0 in one-score games, that means that you're probably going to have one go against you at some point as well. And if it does go against you, being able to yeah. get that hook, you're protected there as well. So I think that that's worth a little bit of a look. And let's take a look at Bucks versus the Panthers as well. We've got about a little bit over a minute for this game. The Bucks are a three-point favorite. I just look at this Panthers team. They're maybe not as talented, but I can't back mm. the Bucks with the way that they have been looking. I'm not sure what your take is, but the Bucks for me are just pretty much on the no-fly list. Yeah, I, you get another team you can't pop. They're, they're just a broken team. They don't, I don't know what's going on. But Carolina, on the other hand, I mean, you got to love the way Carolina's been playing, except for, you know, uh, one spot recently. I mean, they once they got rid of McCaffrey, everyone thought they were just tanking, but Wilkes, you know, he's like... Uh, he just turned that team around. He's like, uh, lean on me for crying out loud. It's like Morgan Freeman, that movie, Lean on Me, you know, like Ferry Side. You know, he's, he got rid of all the riffraff. One of the people there, and he turned them around. Next thing you know, they're uh, passing this two wap two tests, singing uh, the school song in the hallways. And they're, they're winning. I mean, they're playing, they're, they're just running right at you. They're not missing anything around. And Tampa Bay's defense is kind of, uh, you know, obviously it's uh, come down since the beginning of the season. And, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think Tom. I don't think Tom Brady can't believe that he's still in first place, and he's hoping someone's going to take him out of this, so he can get back to his War of the Roses offseason. I mean, I, I'd take Carolina plus three. You certainly can't lay him. If they could barely beat Trace McSorley last week, they should be a season to six. Yep, I am right there with you. I do think that it's tough to be able to back the Bucks, but it's easy to be able to back some of these college bowl games. We're going to be talking about that with CJ Selvin next here on Vison the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, where you're rejoined by CJ Sullivan. He does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And CJ, we just talked a lot about the NFL. Let's take a look at some college as. I know you've been taking a look at quite a few of these bowl games, and mm-hmm. I know that we've got some very interesting ones. Just in terms of the way that you've been playing these bowl games, how have you been going about it? Just because I know that we talked a little bit about it last week in terms of a lot of these opt-outs, and I think it causes for some, shall we say, less than conventional angles to take a look at in terms of things like travel, and you go down the list rather than taking a look at, uh, this team is having seven yards per pass play or anything like that because with so many of these backups, it's hard to really have a lot in terms of the stats that we saw from the regular season. Sure, yeah. The opt-outs and and motivation are the biggest uh, factors and opt-outs meaning even more for motivation because sometimes they want to be home, sometimes they want to travel, they want not. Like we said last time, we've been doing a lot of in-game betting because that's when when you're for sure with these opt-outs because a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of smoke screens and Last second deals, you want to make sure. I mean, you don't want to. You don't want to lay down pre-flop stuff, you know. Obviously, and then they go out there, and then the entire offensive line is gone. And uh, but usually, some dogs have been hitting. I've been hitting, but like uh, sometimes, like let's say, like uh, tomorrow's game, the Cheese It Bowl in Orlando is one where the motivation is going to be different. It's uh, Florida State, Oklahoma. Um, it's a home game for Florida State, but they they don't they won't mind it because in Florida likes to keep it in in state. Now Oklahoma, on the other hand, or it's in Orlando. You know, no one really wants to go to Disney. You see those videos where there's always fights going on there. You know, like the families like they can't decide where to go on vacation, and the mom's like, "Oh, we're going to Disney." Next, you know, they're all wearing the same shirts and they're getting in fights, and and then they opt out. So in Oklahoma, got a lot of people opting out. They have uh, Eric Grader running back. Both are tackles. Um, so a lot of defensive players, and they have a bad defense anyway. That's why I'm like in uh, Florida State. Florida State, I think, it might they might even score a drop of fifty on them. Um, I like Jordan Travis. I mean, they're one of the teams that have been hot lately. That you that you would use those stats that will be motivated to prove that they were back. They're coming back. They scored like I think they scored like thirty eight points in their last five games, and 
I don't know. And I think, uh, but I have to be in Orlando. Orlando is just a weird destination for uh, certain teams. You know, it's kind of that standard, you know, like, uh, like ordering chicken fingers. We can go out to you panic. Like, <laughs> ah, I don't know, chicken fingers, you know, your chicken fingers, whatever. Because the, the menu, you know, the order's on you and you have to keep, you have to keep the line moving. So they say, all right, Disney World. Next thing you know, you're, you hate it. You're wearing that T-shirt. Hey. But I like Florida State. I like Florida State to run it up. That's what I'm trying to say. A lot of my family vacations, they were at Disney World. So yeah, did you have matching t-shirts? We did not get the matching t-shirts. Fortunately for myself, I wore a Bazinga shirt once. That was back when the Big Bang Theory was very, very popular. So we made sure to do that. It was always tremendous, and I got the character autographs once or twice. I bought one of those silly little books, and always had a good time with that. And We've got another team that is going to be playing in their home state as well on Thursday, and that would be Texas. They're going to be at the Alamo Dome facing off against Washington. And as we know, Texas, they're going to have some big-time opt-outs, including B. John Robinson. That is really the biggest one, in my opinion, out of not just this game, but really a lot of the games that we're going to be seeing outside of a lot of the power games. How do you gauge this game? Because with Washington, their defense is... Absolutely terrible. Their offense is relatively <laughs> solid, and this is going to be a game out there in the great state of Texas, but not all of the normal Texas guys are going to be out there. No, well, this is different than the Florida one because this is the one where they don't want to be at home because they're going to San Antonio. There's the Alamo Bowl, of course, which is the dullest uh, area of Texas. And, but in, in the Alamo, I'm sure it's great, you know, if you're not from there, but I'm sure if you're from there, it's where your class trip is every year, and you're like, oh, great, we're going to the Alamo again. Yeah, no, I remember it. I get it. But uh, that's why they're all opting out. Not just uh, Bijan Robinson is back up too. Rashawn, uh, Rashawn Johnson, I believe, that linebacker overshone. Um, they're all the, they're all leaving them high and dry. No one wants to go to the Alamo there. So when it's just Quinn Ewers, who's a great quarterback, but when it's just him, things aren't as things aren't uh, don't turn out as great when he has to carry a lot of the load, you know. And uh, on the other hand, uh, with Washington, you got Michael Penix who all he did was, you know, lead the country in passing yards. Not need, no, but he gets no respect at all. He's not a Heisman finalist, not anything. I think he's going to, I think he's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder. So they're, they're getting three and a half, which I understand. I, I think they should, I think they might win this one outright. They're going to be excited to show what they can do as well. Uh, Texas is going to be old. Like you said, people opting out. No one wants to go to the Alamo, certainly in San Antonio, the uh, Dallas part of Texas to go to. So I like, uh, I like Washington. I like their offense a lot. I mean, I like Texas offense too. It will be a lot of points, but um, I just think uh, I just think Penix is going to put on a show for sure. Like you said, versus Texas is a bad defense. So give me three, three and a half, whatever. Does it come down to three now? I don't know. I don't even care. Yep, we're seeing mostly much. three across the board. Oh, well, that's definitely come down. I don't mind that. I, I mean, I take the three, but uh, I like them outright anyway. So I'll take that one thirty as well. And then this is one where we've seen a flip of favorites with Maryland versus NC State. We go to. Bank of America Stadium out there in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes. We've got the NC State Wolfpack facing off against Maryland. I've never personally been to North Carolina, so I can't gauge whether or not this is a great trip, this is a terrible trip, or somewhere in between. I've heard good things about the good people out there in North Carolina. As we know, the college basketball is great there. And Maryland, they're not too far away as well. What do you make out of this game with NC State now being a very slight favorite in a game where a little bit surprised to see this solo as low as it is, right around 46 or 46 and a half? Yeah, it's going to be a tight, low-scoring game, I believe. But first of all, real quick, you, you shocked me right there. Hoops, you've never been to this great state of North Carolina? The ca- I need to I mean, get there the one of these days. King of college basketball? I've heard that Asheville has a great, like, brewery area as well. I need to try a oh, few beers from there. You would love Asheville. Yeah, that's like the hipster area of uh, North Carolina. They get breweries, and they have fried chicken at a gas station. It's, it's an amazing place. But it's a king of college basketball. There's like 50 schools. Any school where you don't know where it is, like it's got some weird name, it's, it's usually in North Carolina. Yep. But, so uh, then you got NC State. Like, like th- this is what this makes this bull game. I like NC State. They're, uh, they switched over to they're now minus one. They were the dog. They're like that third school. You have North Carolina and Duke are the big schools there, and NC State's like that third one who's just uh, trying to make a name for themselves, you know. And that's what's uh, that's what like this Duke's Mayo Bowl is what uh, all about, you know. Duke's mayonnaise, not your top brand mayonnaise, you know. It's not your Hellman's or your Kraft by any means, but they're uh, they're taking them on, you know. They're saying we're Duke's. We're going to represent a bowl. They 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 douse the coach with a whole thing of mayo afterwards, which is pretty uh, disgustingly hilarious. <laughs> 
But uh, mm. as far as wanting to go to this game, I know Maryland's got like 12, I think it's 12 players opting out of uh, of this game. So they, they got two his brother there. I don't know if the uh, if uh, if that if that works, where if he gets concussion, then the other guy feels. I'm not saying about that, but I know one know one thing, he's not going to have any receivers there. Uh, Talia Talia pronounce his name right, but uh, he's a good quarterback, but he's going to absolutely have no one to throw to. But NC State, um, they have uh, I think basically their third string quarterback. They lost their starting quarterback halfway through the year, but their quarterback, uh, their coach, I mean Dave Dorian, he's uh. He's been doing one. He can do wonders with the uh, little town of uh, quarterback in there. So it might be Ben Finley, might be MJ Morris, who's the second guy. Either way, uh, Finley looked good, and he and just a spot spot. I think you give him a couple of weeks to prepare. He'll be fine. And um, they have an opportunistic defense, much like uh, the mayonnaise company themselves, you know. And uh, with with the tell with no receivers, I like their chances a lot there. You know, it's like those those third those third people who just taking everyone out. You know, it's kind of like uh, like ketchup. You have your Heinz and your Hunts, and then you have your weird um, Del Monte or something. That's what this one is. Yeah, but you try to go a little bit too fancy, and much like we do with like macaroni and cheese, because the cheap stuff is actually relatively good, and then you get your super duper fancy stuff with is good. Yeah. But if you get in the middle, that's not where you want to be. Sort of like. Where you go to, like the, I don't know, insert your department store here, deli, and you get the macaroni and cheese. And it's just like, we're better off either going super high end or we're better off going with the super cheap stuff because the mid-tier stuff, it's just not too terrific. And You go high, you go low, you don't want to get stuck in the middle. No, absolutely not. You do not want that at all. And anything else that you're taking a look at in terms of the college football board at about 45 seconds, whether that be for tomorrow or beyond? Uh, real quick, just not too much of analysis. I do like Iowa minus one, Kentucky, even though in that whole, in that shootout that will be that game. Ooh, there. 31 over, total. Over under 31 in Kentucky with their quarterback not playing. The only guy who can score. Iowa's built for a game like this, so I have to take Iowa there. Might as well. That's, that's, that line flipped over where they were dog and now they are favored. So, I'm, I mean, don't watch the game. I'm not telling, I'm telling you, enjoy your, enjoy 2023 on a different term by not watching an Iowa football game, but I would definitely, I'm definitely going to lay the one with them. I like them a lot. I can imagine that you could get a lot of drinking games out of things that go (laughs) wrong for the offenses as well, but something that went right getting you on the show, CJ, I really appreciate it. I know that you do great work over at the sports gambling podcast network. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Yeah. Check out bottom line bombs and hoops. I appreciate it. And get yourself to North Carolina and get that Bazinga energy out there. Yes. I need to get out to North Carolina one of these days, and well, we are going to be taking a look at some college basketball. The mecca of college basketball is North Carolina. We're going to do that to wrap up the show here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality? High quality and immersive sound? A sleek design? All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro Series has all of those and the Roku Streaming Experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day, and regular, all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro Series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. High Five Casino Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. 
the hottest games right from Vegas, and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The gift that keeps on giving is VSN. Become a VSN Pro subscriber for just $79 and get access to everything that we do now through the big dance. And if you sign up today, you'll also receive $20 by VSN Sports Betting. Hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. And only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to everything that we do in terms of our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show us and guests. Betting splits like our to see where the money and the bets are moving for every single game. And deep dives, betting reports, and our ongoing college bowl coverage with best bets on every single bowl game. This is a limited time offer, so... Sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get VEASAN Pro access all the way through the end of March with March Madness, and that is at VEASAN.com. Subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Big thanks to CJ Sullivan. Does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He joined me the last two segments to talk a little football. I'll give you guys, if you missed it in the previous hour, some of my NFL picks for Thursday Night Football on the flip side, or I should say in a few minutes after I... Give you guys what I like in terms of my DK Nation college basketball pick. So we've got you guys covered there. We're going to hit a little college basketball and we're going to have a good time with it as coming up next. It is going to be a replay of the Greg Peterson experience. If you're listening live, if you're listening to a replay, follow the money. Mitch Moss, Paul Howard, they've got you covered on what we all saw in terms of some pretty crazy bowl games and just what has all been happening in terms of basketball, both forms of it, NBA, college, what have you, and get you set for what is going to be a great weekend of sports. So let's dive into the DK Nation pick right here with 785-786. Colorado and Stanford are doing battle out there in Palo Alto with Stanford a two to two and a half point favorite in your total. That is between 139 and a half and 140 and a half. And my right up here is going to be on Colorado. I feel like they should be a three point favorite in this spot. I just don't know why Stanford is a two point favorite. They're saying with this line on a neutral court, these scenes are darn near equal, and I just don't see it with Colorado. I do recognize that they do have some wonky home and road splits over the years. They have struggled a little bit away from Boulder, but they've been able to put that to rest a little bit this season. They did a good job when they went to Tennessee. They knocked off the Volunteers. Technically, a game that was out there in Nashville, but still did a nice job on that front. And Colorado's really been cranking up the tempo. They're 32nd in the country in terms of possessions per game. And to go up against the Sanford team, that... That could hurt them quite a bit. As Sanford, they've had a very difficult time taking care of the ball. 307th in the country in terms of turnovers on a per-possession basis, and that is a big reason why they are currently 206th naturally in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, and they are 301st in the country in terms of three-point shooting percentage. You just have a Sanford team that, in general, have not been able to get a lot going on the offensive side of things, and you've got a Buffaloes team that... They're coming in having scored at least 84 points in each of their last four games. Caveat of, they haven't necessarily played the world's greatest competition, but one of those games was against Colorado State as well. Colorado State, they were having Isaiah Stevens out there, really the main part of this team. So I do think that Colorado's going to do a good job of being able to get their tempo. I think that they're going to be able to force Stanford into quite a few bad possessions. And Colorado does a good job of being able to clean up the glass as well when Stanford doesn't turn the ball over, they aren't going to be getting a lot of second chances. Buffaloes, they're in the top 35 nationally in terms of the amount of rebounds that they pull down on the defensive side of things in terms of opponents and their missed shots. They only pull down 21.8% of misses. That ranks in the top 35 in all of college basketball. So I do think that Colorado going to be able to get it done with someone like a KJ Simpson being able to give you 17 and a half points per game. He along Tristan De Silva, who's a six foot eight, six foot nine combo player. These two guys combined to shoot about 35 and a half percent from three. De Silva is able to chip in their 15 points. And for Sanford, you've got the Michael or you've got the Joneses, Michael Jones along Spencer Jones. They both give you about 10 and a half to 11 and a half points per game. You've been able to have a little bit of production off Harrison Ingram, right around 10 points per game, but 
He was supposed to be one of the better players in all of college basketball. Many people regarded him coming out of high school as a first-round pick as anything but lived up to that to this point. And Jared asks, I just don't think that he's necessarily a great coach. And Tad Boyle, year in and year out, gets the most out of the Colorado Buffalo. So a circumstance where I think the wrong team is favored, if at all possible. If we're able to get a money line price, by the time that this posts up, I'm going to be taking a look at Colorado on the money line. If not, it's just going to be me taking the two, two and a half points that we're seeing with them. Did some HL 135. I do think that we are going to see Sanford be able to throttle down this game a little bit, but that said, I think that Sanford just has so many turnovers that it's going to hurt this total. So looking at the under, and I'm taking a look at Colorado just winning this game outright on the money line, and Let's take a look at Thursday Night Football, what is going to be a relatively gross matchup between our good friends, the Dallas Cowboys and the Tennessee Titans. With the Titans, they're between a 12 and a 13-point underdog, depending upon where you look. And total on this game is anywhere between 39 and a half and 40. And the reason why this summer has come down is that the Tennessee Titans, this is legitimately a throwaway game for them. What is going to be determining whether or not they go to the playoffs is what they do next week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This game doesn't even really affect seeding at all. If they get into the playoffs, they're going to be that number four seed getting in by the AFC South Divisional title. And if they don't get in, well, they're going to be getting a little bit of a better draft pick. So either way, this is a complete throwaway for them. Meanwhile, for the Dallas Cowboys, they certainly do want to be able to get back online, continue to win games. And their only way to be able to get the one seed in the NFC is by continuing to win. Very, very big, long shot here, but they still do have that possibility. And with the Dallas Cowboys, I do think that they're going to look to work Michael Gallup into the fold a little bit more. He's had four-plus catches in three out of the last five games. He was banged up towards the beginning part of the season, but now he's starting to play some of his best football. So I do give him a little bit of credit, and I do think that in look at the over on two-and-a-half receptions, you're finding that right around minus 120 juice. You've got a little bit of value there. Hard to really bet on a lot of props of the Tennessee Titans until just a few hours before the game because if you take a look right now in terms of the rushing prop market on DraftKings, the only two guys that you're able to fire in on are Dak Prescott along with Malik Willis. You have for the Tennessee Titans no receiver props really listed up there either because the Titans, they're resting a lot of guys. Darn near half the defense is not going to be playing in this game. Guys like Bud Dupree and company, they're out of the fold. We're seeing most of those guys are going to be out be a little bit more towards the front seven rather than the secondary. So it leads to a little bit of a horse apiece situation. I do think that that means that Doug Prescott probably not going to be throwing as much. I don't think that this is a game where the Dallas Cowboys are going to be airing it out four times or anything of that nature. But I do think that you're going to see the Dallas Cowboys be able to pound the rock a little bit more. Now, Tony Pollard is questionable for this game, and that's the biggest reason why you're not seeing any real rushing props up on the board for guys like Ezekiel Elliott along with Pollard because, well, if Pollard is out of the fold, you're going to see Ezekiel Elliott's rushing number go up, 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 and if Tony Pollard is in there, you have to account for that as well. So that makes things a little bit difficult, and I do think that regardless of whether or not Tony Pollard plays or not, this is going to be more of a vanilla game here from the Dallas Cowboys. So taking a look at Doug Prescott with his passing prop at 235.5 in terms of the yardage, I'm going to be taking a look at the under in this spot. And typically, I like to be able to take a look at interceptions props. I'm not seeing anything up on the board in terms of really much of anything other than Malik Willis at minus 225. I mean, if I were to really want to go contrarian, I would just take the plus 165 on the under of a half or interception just because with Malik Willis, I don't know if they're going to let him throw the ball very much. You've got to figure that Hassan Haskins, the fourth-round pick out of Michigan, and the guy that was a very good running back at Michigan, he's going to get the ball quite a bit in this game with the Tennessee Titans. They are not letting Malik Willis really throw the ball much at all, which is why his rushing prop is currently at 40 and a half. I really have no take there. I think that's a relatively correct number, so not something that I would really be wanting to dive in on. I think that it's going to be, once again, a just... Not so great game here for the Tennessee Titans, and they're hoping and praying that Ryan Tannehill comes back for week number 18, unlikely to be able to do so, and when you're in that sort of an ordeal, that's not too great as Willis, he threw two interceptions on 23 attempts against the Houston Texans, and really prior to that, the game against the Kansas City Chiefs, he went 5 of 16, but did not throw an interception, so there's that, that was also with Derrick Henry in the fold, who is not going to be out there for the Tennessee Titans I'm looking at the under in the spot between 39 and a half and 40. Really what you're banking on is that the 
Dallas Cowboys don't get to 30. I don't think that they will, and I think that this is going to be another one of these, like, like we've seen all season long. Sad, pathetic Thursday night football games. I cannot bring myself to laying north of 12 points on the road with the Dallas Cowboys. I do think that the Titans do enough to be able to hang in there. Even with their skeleton crew, I do think that they're going to be able to provide a relatively spirited effort. I think that this is going to be a game where first to 21 wins, so looking at the under, and I'm going to be willing to take a shot here on the 12 and a half, 13 points that we're currently seeing with the Tennessee Titans. And that does lead to an, into our pro tip for our number three. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all these. And when it comes to betting on these college football bowl games, something that you might want to take a look at is the past track record of a lot of these coaches and sort of the trends that we've been seeing with a lot of these coaches in bowl games. There are certain coaches that they do a great job of being able to motivate their teams, keep them relatively fresh, ready to go in terms of these bowl games. And there are others that, well, they have not done such a great job. So that is a pro tip for hour number three. And if you're listening live to the Greg Peterson Experience, replay comes up next. If you're listening to the replay, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, it is Follow the Money right here on VEASAN, the Sports Banking Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality? High quality and immersive sound? A sleek design? All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro Series has all of those and the Roku Streaming Experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day, and regular all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro Series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros. The following is a high-five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino.